Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I am really honored to be joined by David today. Um, David, thanks for taking the time. No problem. Of course. It's my pleasure. Well, we had the opportunity to riff on a panel together and the panel was great. I was moderating the panel, yet the whole time I just felt like there was so much more that I could dive into with you specifically. And I was trying to <laughs> honor everyone else on the panel. And so as soon as the panel was over, I was like, I just, I want you to come on the show so that we can capture all of these one-liners that are so sage and <laughs> your perspective of COVID and making it through and quitting and starting again and what is reinvention. And so it feels only appropriate that I let you know that right now. And I also let everybody who's listening know. Yeah, well, it's great because it's uh, it's also, I mean, COVID. So human connection yeah. is feels rarer and rarer these days. So it's nice to get to chat. So, oh, well, the feeling is super mutual. And I, in preparation for this, was like, where do we even begin? And where I want to begin without any introduction of, or better yet, I guess I should pause. I mean, there'll be show notes. But if I were to properly introduce you and I'd pass the mic to you, I want to know in a few lines how you'd introduce yourself in December of 2020. In December of 2020, I am, you know, I'm David Vertesi, and I am a born and bred Vancouverite. I'm an artist, I'm an art producer and an arts advocate, and I've been involved in music, theater, and visual arts since I was very young, and it's something I am passionate about, and I'm also very passionate about supporting others, my own, my own work, but also supporting others to do their work. And I'm a dad and a husband, and I, I care a lot about my family. That, that would be the other important part of, of who I am. So I don't know. That's, <laughs> I mean, I could talk I about the specific it. things I've done, but that's sort of core to, to what's driven me. And I've been involved in music and bands for over a decade, almost a long time, and toured all over the world. And I've produced huge pieces of public art through the Vancouver Mural Festival. And, yeah. Done a lot of other kind of things, but all in the name of of just a love of art and a love of connecting people. Oh, amazing. Well, Vancouver's so lucky that you have called Vancouver home, that you've made such a dent in our in our city. I mean, literally, no pun intended. You've made a mark and you've <laughs> you've made a mark and you've made art and it's made a difference. And I want to, of course, go there today, but I first have to go back to this panel that we were on when you spoke so confidently, so clearly on releasing the anchor of hanging on to what was the normal we once knew and really rolling forward to not even the new normal, just what is new, what is next. And I think it's such a gift. And I don't think everyone has that gift or that gene that allows you to be so forward looking. And I felt like there was a great, that was the right place to begin this conversation of your thoughts, your perspective, what is looking forward for you as David and how have you been able to do it and, and are doing it so beautifully? Thanks. It's good to hear someone say that. I, I feel pretty clumsy about these things mostly, but 
I don't know. I think there, there's definitely some compulsion for me to be looking forward. And in some ways that takes shape as a sort of impatience or like, okay, I'm over this now. Let's move on to the next thing. But I think in COVID times, specifically what we were talking about on that panel was really, you know, I think the people that will be successful in this moment are people that aren't looking back while they're moving forward because you end up in a place where you're you know, going to trip and fall. <laughs> I think it's hard. It's just hard to be doing. It's hard to be moving in one direction and looking in the other direction. And I hear a lot of people say, well, when things go back to normal or how do we do a holding pattern until like things sort of return. And for me, it, there was a moment of that too. I think it's only natural to feel that way. However, as our organization with the Vancouver Mural Festival was able to sort of shirk that mentality and be like, okay, wait a minute. Like, let's actually just take stock of who we are, what we, you know, what we care about, you know, what we have going for us here and the, and the landscape that exists and see what is possible and really rethink things from a bit of a fresh place, a, a blank place. I think things just started to flow really naturally. And I've seen that happen a number of times in my life with different things that I've taken on where there's some moments that happen consecutively where you go, okay, wait, I'm, I can feel the weight of the river behind me. I am now moving with the water and not against yeah. the current. Yeah. yeah, There's a momentum there, you know, it's almost like, I, I mean, I'm not an avid surfer or anything like that, but you know, there is a moment where when you, when you lock into that, into the current and you actually are moving with it and you can feel it, it pushing you, you know, there's a moment like that when you're working on, for me, when I'm working on projects where things just seem to be making sense. And I think you have to let go a little to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, it's known that you started and are now leaving the Vancouver Mural Festival. And mm -hmm. Vancouver is more beautiful because of you, most definitely. And we're publishing this podcast in December. And it's the brink of a new year. It's the time where we're taking stock of what is in our life. And, you know, just before we hit record, you said, you know, I have a wife and a child and I want to be present when I'm at home because even when I'm at home, you know, I'm not always there. And I said, uh-oh, if we publish that, people might all go quit their jobs. And sometimes <laughs> I think that would be the most beautiful thing. But it's a time where we say, what anchor can we lift? And I don't want to glorify that quitting is easy. I actually think call it quitting, call it leaving is, is really difficult when we're committed, especially as entrepreneurs or founders. You know, it's, it's no easy task. And yet we're drawn to something it's not that it's better, but we're drawn to something greater. And I want to know where you're at right now in terms of what's greater. And I feel like I know part of this answer, so it might feel wrong of me to be even asking, but what is, what, what well, is the pull? <laughs> what's greater? I, I mean, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of reasons why anyone makes a decision to leave like I did. I think it's, there's no one thing, but my family definitely is a big part of it. You know, I'm my, my daughter's two and I'm just someone who, when I work, I become, I'm, I work on things I'm passionate about. I mean, that's when my superpowers come out, you know, is when I, I believe in what I'm working on. And that also means that I just did a talk about this on creative mornings a few months ago that, you know, was saying like, when you believe in what you do, you know, you're going to work every day of your life mm. <laughs> because <laughs> as opposed to that, you know, the old adage versa, it's really hard to let go when you go home because you really care. Mm. And so for me, I take my work home with me, whether I like it or not, in a, in, for the good and the bad. So I've just been finding more and more that's been hard for me. I think also, 
you know, I love the act of creation. I love the act of sort of bringing this concept to reality and bringing together teams of people to activate behind something. And, you know, I'm not necessarily someone who's like, oh, you know what I wanted to do when I started, when we started the mural festival, I wasn't like, you know what I want to do is run a big nonprofit in the <laughs> art sector. I just, that just wasn't what I was thinking. Mm. So as Mural Fest has matured and is turning into this incredible, incredible organization, which has just been a privilege to be a part of, so many amazing activists and professionals and artists involved, you know, I, I think my interest started to shift and for a number of reasons, it felt like that was a thing. So I don't actually know what, you know, what's better, what's the next thing I'm going to be doing. It's just more... It's hard to explain, but it's just a sense that I got that this was the right time to make this change, both for me and for the organization. I think, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be an awesome time for the organization to move into this new phase. Mm. Which is so beautiful, again, because for people listening, the myth that we all have it figured out has been beautifully busted right here. And the myth <laughs> that we can't quit or we can't stop or we can't leave until we know what's next has also been busted and yeah, it's okay. That's, yeah, go. Yeah. No, well, that's, I think that's a hard thing even for me, you know, but I, it's true. I mean, I think, you know, I think there's a, a prevalent attitude in our society, certainly that like the success means that it's never ending, you know, uh, means that it just gets bigger and bigger and more and more and change, real change uh, is not a part of that. You know, and, and I was joking with you about, uh, this is something I, I've said to a number of people in my life, but that, you know, I subscribe to the, to the sort of the British office approach as opposed to the American TV sitcom, The Office approach, where these BBC series where they make three seasons and they're amazing and, and then they go, okay, great. If you loved that, then check out the next thing by this. You, you liked The Office? Well, check out Extras. You know, you check out these other shows by Rick, with Rick Reed Gervais. Whereas the American model is like, let's do it till it's dead. You know, <laughs> like just go and go and go until everyone's like, we just can't, we can't even do it anymore. And so for, I just, I do subscribe to that. And I do think it's like awesome to just say, okay, like I'm doing something else now. And that doesn't mean you can't go back to those other things too. I think that's a big thing for me. Like, the thing I did before this was Sing It Forward, which was this fundraiser and music concert. Did for five years, raising money for the St. James Music Academy. And, you know, when I wrapped that up, uh, my wife and I wrapped it up. People were like, oh, you can't stop. And then I ended up starting the mural festival out of that. Mm. So, you know, it's a good thing that I shifted my attention. But then the Junos came and they asked if we'd do another one. And so we went back and we did another one. It's like, there's no, the doors aren't closed, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I think people just think that it's like, oh, you're leaving. So the door's closed. It's like, mm. I don't know. It, it is whatever I want it to be whenever I want it to be that. And you sort of make decisions and you sort of deal with the consequences, but it just, I don't know. I think you're right in saying that it's okay to make those shifts when it seems like the right thing, even if it's not like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I have this success in the yeah. way that everyone else perceives it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Because really, <laughs> sorry, who's just, to define success? I fire you there. Sorry. No, it's, it's who's to define success? And that's every time you said that S word, I was like, yeah, but what what is that anymore? What What is that really? Yeah. And, you know, I come back to your line. Maybe success is the ability to be present where we are. And that comes with the cost of, yes, when you believe in what you do, you will work every day of your life. And so, how can we be present with a two-year-old and 
still believe in what we're doing. Is that even possible? And if so, maybe that is success. I don't know. <laughs> I had a teacher in high school, uh, Miss Sankey, and she was a home ec teacher. And I didn't really take home ec, really. I just, but I, we ended up hitting it off because she, she was just awesome. So I would like TA for her or whatever. I'd be an assistant and stuff because, of course, like assisting her classes and stuff. But I remember her telling me once <laughs> that, that for her, success was just being about being happy. Mm. Like, that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to be on your deathbed. Yeah. And you're going to have time you spent in your life being happy and time you spent in your life being unhappy. And it, that, that, that's not being happy and sad. It's not like, oh, you should feel good all the time. Life has all sorts of things. But there's a deeper sort of like satisfaction and happiness with what you're doing. And, and I think that's also about being true to yourself and like moving towards what you care about and what, what your values are. And, and so I think like for me, that's I always think about that as being at, at the crux, not to oversimplify it. But I do think that's a very important factor in being like, are you in a place of doing things that you care about, that matter to you? Are you going to turn around and be like, wow, I really didn't do things that I cared about. Mm. That's going to be time you might look back on and regret. Yeah. It's so valuable, palpable, real for everyone right now. And, you know, January is around the corner. And in January, we like to think, or I would say that, myself, traditionally, I've used January as the time to, you know, reevaluate goals and look at what do I want more of in my life? And what do I want less of? And what brings me joy and what doesn't? And you said something before we hit record that now is the time to make changes for lasting implications. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's, it's a sage phrase, never waste a good pandemic, (laughs) never waste a crisis. (laughs) I buy that t-shirt. Oh gosh, I should start. Maybe that's what's next for me. Like don't waste today. (laughs) Never waste a good lockdown, you know? (laughs) Um, And what I appreciate more than ever is the difference in people's relationship with be it goal setting, be it their values, how that manifests or how it's personified in their lives. And I'm just curious about, about yours. And is it something that you are conscious about making an effort in? Is it more of a subconscious effort for you? And I ask because it's always inspiring to look at the journey, to look back on the journey. You know, David, everybody knows all of the great things about you from being a musician and an advocate and a creator and an entrepreneur. And yet you have made choices, be it consciously or subconsciously to get here. And now we're on the dawn of what's next. And so when you think about making changes right now that will inevitably have lasting ripples, what is the process that you go through to, to think about that? Talk to my wife about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you do have a great wife. Okay. Beautiful. You did Uh, do very uh, well. Yeah. She's the best and the smartest. In some ways I do, but you know, think what would Ambrosia do because she's so, thoughtful and methodical about things and I'm a bit more impulsive and I think there needs to be you know I, I basically try to strike up a balance and I think you have to sort of know get to know yourself and know where you need to sort of offset a little bit <laughs> if yeah. you lean one way or the other if you're like I don't usually think things through you know maybe you need to put some structure in place <laughs> to try and think things through a little bit and it is a compulsion my dad said that to me the other day he said that like a lot of people he knows in in art and culture and, and stuff and work that I do it's like let they say it's a passion, but it's more of a compulsion. 
so I do try and listen to that voice and try and think like, am I being true to, you know, what I want? And in the case of say the music that I've done or the big projects that people know me for, I think it's, they are things that I felt very compelled to do. So it was hard to say there was as much of a process to be like, should I do this? Like, it was more of like, I have, I am compelled to do this. And then I started to try and, I mean, man, I want to say I looked for signs to say I was doing the right thing. And then with Sing It For, with the fundraising stuff and with VMF, I did. I definitely did. And it wasn't until like I saw certain things come into place that I was like, okay, wow. Like felt like the universe was just saying, go, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's you who needs to do this and you need to mm-hmm. do it right now. You know, there's some incredible stories of just, they feel like almost luck, but it's not. It's a confluence of a moment where people are all feeling the same thing. And as you start putting ideas into the world, you realize, wow, I'm, I'm not the only one who's having this experience. The only person who, you know, wants to give back, wants to see public space activated, cares about the arts in Vancouver. You just put the idea out there and it started to come together in a way that you can't plan, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but with music, that's not the case with music. It's very much like I, a lot of times think I do it against my better judgment. The music <laughs> industry is a, is, a, is a messed up place. And now more yeah. than ever, and yet I still love to make music. So mm-hmm. a lot of that was about proving something to myself. Mm. Yeah. So I wish I had a tried, you know, tested in true formula for saying like, this is how I decide, but it is kind of like trying to listen and then having people that you trust to throw ideas off of and, and get feedback from who know you well, yeah. who can be like, yeah, you're being unreasonable or yes, this seems to make sense. The words right. coming out of your mouth make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, all right, maybe I'll keep going. Yes. I, what I'm hearing is the tips for January for folks are somewhere between the universe and your partner is a really great barometer. (laughs) (laughs) And yourself. I mean, and yourself, of course. Well, the Priscilla, you like just made this uh, big mural and gas sound based on a piece she did in the the spring called, and it's called bloom in work. And I just love that sentiment. Yeah. You know, this came out of lockdown in the, in the spring and yeah, this is a huge three, almost 3000 square foot mural now in Gastown. Yeah. I mean, this moment of saying, you know, this is the time to look inward. It's funny. I know a lot of people who are changing paths right now or changing jobs or careers, some because they lost their job and some because they actually have just had the time to look at what they're doing and be like, Mm -hmm. this isn't what I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, they're taking stock. So I think you've got to make space to listen to yourself Mm -hmm. and then you utilize those people you trust and you sort of try and keep those antenna up to see like around the universe thing to just mm-hmm. be like, is this feeling right? Yeah. The way I'm feeling does, you know, does it make sense? Right. But in the end, I mean, it is, it's such a personal thing. Yeah. Know, to, yeah. To make those choices. Well, and I think what we're learning is that the only thing we must do is make the choice. And it's like you make the choice and people come out of everywhere out of the forest to join you or they don't. And like, you're the only tree and it falls in the forest and no one knows and no one sees and both are okay. And, um, you know, and I think COVID has given us permission to either put a stake in the ground or go camping (laughs) and like both, both are okay. And it has, you know, be it lockdown or, or be it the pandemic, be it, health whatever has been 2020 hopefully has given everyone license authority permission an example to go and do that and I'm just so grateful that you would take the time to 
say these things. I'm so enthralled by the words that come out of your mouth, <laughs> truthfully, and also the way in which you've gone about creating this life. And I don't say that to everyone. And I feel like it's really a privilege and a pleasure to have a front seat to this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I always feel like I'm all over the place. No, oh, it's <laughs> the best way. It doesn't I mean, come if, off that way. Great. You know what? If Google ever tells you to get from point A to point B in the most direct route, what a boring adventure. If only they yeah. would redirect <laughs> me a few times. We end every podcast with the same question. And so I must ask you as we wrap, what is currently making your heart beat faster? What an interesting question. I think it's making my heart beat faster. I think right now the world. Mm. it sounds so big Mm. but definitely there has felt for a long time like the world all everyone's moving in opposite directions from each other and there's some immense division that's happening and obviously what's going on in the united states being very close but in you know here in vancouver and in canada also there's some reckoning happening which is very valid and there's this natural division forming that it definitely keeps me up Mm. at night and I understand that that question could be taken in a lot of different ways in a positive or negative way but definitely I think I can't help but be on the on the pulse of that of like where are things headed and especially as a father and and yeah thinking about you know the world that is going to be there for my daughter as she grows older and trying to explain this things to her (laughs) as she grows older I'm just like yeah an intense thing but there's a lot of change I want to see happen that we need to see happen mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen easily. So mm. that's really what's, what's been drawing my attention right now. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty basic, small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think yeah. sarcasm is horrible. I can't believe I just used it, but I mean, like there's a time and a place where you're like, it's huge. And I, it will make my heart beat very fast. I think if I opened my eyes outside of my cabin in the woods and it's not a time to have your head in the sand but it is a time to think about how we can make the world a better place for your two-year-old most definitely yeah and it is a time to be in it put your head in the sand as well i mean i I, i'm someone who thinks everyone has to take care of themselves you know Mm. that's part of it too it's like yeah i'm someone who struggles with that as well so i think that's all part of it what's happening where is this going how do i fit in can I even do anything about this or am I just along for the ride? It's right. Yeah. What a trip. very small questions. As you said, very small. <laughs> what a trip. Well, we're going to close this with hopefully food for thought for our friends and our listeners. And perhaps the question over the next few weeks for folks is just that. And what is making your heart beat faster? And do you like your head in the sand or head in the snow? Or do you want to make a difference? And how do you want to go about that? and certified by David is that both options are okay. Just take care of yourself. So with that, we wrap. Thank you for your time. I can't wait to see what 2021 holds for you. We will be watching. Thank you so much, Steph. Well, definitely keep in touch. Sounds good.